All right. Well, good morning, everybody. What do you think about this venue for meeting for worship? Is this pretty cool? It's just in a cafeteria, but man, is the Holy Spirit flowing in here because you are here and I am here and we're here together. It's so awesome to be worshiping with you guys here and to be blessing these awesome backpacks as we kick off the school year this year. It's going to be an amazing year. You know why? Because God's going to go for us and before us and he's going to work in us and through us all school year long. So as we get into the message time today, I'm going to invite you to pull your phone or your Bible and open up to Romans chapter 15. Now, we've been in Romans chapter 15 now for a couple of weeks. And my hope is, is as we wrap up the Roman series, this greatest hits of the gospel, over the next couple of weeks and get into our next series in September called Mirror, Mirror, my hope is, is that you'll take some nuggets from this Romans experience and take them with you in everyday life and refer back to the book of Romans. See, this series has just been a start in the book of Romans. There's so much good stuff in it. And today, while we've got the little ones with us and we're finishing up Romans chapter 15, my hope is that together we're going to work together and find some value in the words that Paul has already spoken to us through the reading today. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and pray and dive in to our last part of Romans 15. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you today in this place. Thank you for the opportunity to start the school year right, to kick it off with you going before us. God, we know that you are the one who gives us the words to speak when we need a word to speak. You're the one who gives us the inspiration to serve when we need to serve. You're the one who gives us the heart to care when we need to care. Sometimes when we are beyond ourselves at school and at work, we need more. And you are the one who goes before us and uh, sets us up for good things to come in the kingdom of God. So Lord, we ask that you be with us in this message today. And as a whole family, we ask that you would grow us to be more like you. In your name we pray and together we say amen and amen. All right, our focus verses today are the ones that Caleb read a few minutes ago. And by the way, isn't it awesome that kids can serve in our fellowship? Can we just give him another round of applause and say thank you? See, in this fellowship, I want you to know something. When the Lord talks about joyful noise, what I think joyful noise is, is the voice of children. So if you're self-conscious about your kids making noise in this venue, please stop. Don't be self-conscious. Those little voices are just practicing the praise that God will lead them to give others when they grow up and become adults. So let them have their voice. If they need to go out and take a walk, then feel free to just go out and take them out and let them have a walk and come back, come and go as you please. But never, never, never feel self-conscious about the voice of children in our fellowship. It's so important that they're able to speak and be heard. Here is our scripture for today as read a few minutes ago by Caleb. I'm going to read it for you again just a little bit here to kick us off. The scripture says, my brothers and sisters, I'm sure that you're full of goodness now, we know that we are full of goodness because of who? Because of God. God has saved us and given us his spirit, and that makes us, in the eyes of God, to be good. And so he fills us up with goodness. And therefore, he says, you are filled with knowledge and able to teach one another. But I have written to you very boldly about some things, and I wanted to remind you of them again. The grace of God has allowed me to serve Christ Jesus among the Gentiles, or non-Jews, I have the duty of a priest to preach God's good news. 
Then the Gentiles will become an offering that pleases God, along with the Jews. The Holy Spirit will make the offering holy. Catch that note as we get into this today. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes us holy. We do not have to make ourselves holy. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the holiness of God as a gift. He is the one who makes us holy in God's sight and who changes our lives. Here's what that looks like when we talk about the idea of being filled with the knowledge of God and able to teach one another. This is a dynamic that includes not only grown-ups, but the little kids in the room as well. Here's what that looks like. With all the kids going back to school this year, undoubtedly, they're going to be going into classrooms and meeting with teachers that they've never had before, and they're going to be getting into books and getting into lessons and getting into STEM and STEAM and all those cool activities that help them to learn things, but they're going to be learning academics when they go to school. And the truth of the matter is, if you know a teacher, which by the way, in a few minutes when we bless the backpacks, we're also going to be blessing the teachers in the room and administrators, and we're also going to be blessing you as their parents and friends. If you know a teacher, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you've ever known a teacher before, that teachers do more than teach academics, do they not? Teachers are there for students when students need them, and when you and I as parents cannot be there. Teachers are there with them during the most vulnerable moments. And this is very similar to the way the church works. I want you to think about something for a minute. There's a temptation in the church these days to think of Christianity as an academic exercise. Here's what I mean by that. We are tempted to think that Christianity is about learning more about the Bible. We learn the Bible and we learn more of what God is teaching in the Bible. And that's definitely a key part of what we learn, isn't it? That's why we have the scriptures front and center here every week and then all throughout our weeks in between Sundays. But there's something more to the faith than simply learning Bible knowledge, isn't there? There comes the moment when a friend of yours is sick and in the hospital. There comes that moment when a friend of yours has a car accident. There comes that moment when a friend of yours is simply down in the dumps and at home by him or herself. There comes that moment when a child sends or when a child is sent to college and parents are feeling the empty nest syndrome. There comes a time when a youngster has lost friends or been betrayed at school and needs people. That is what the knowledge that Paul is referring to is in active in our lives. It is not only a Bible knowledge of God, it's not only a, an academic or a textbook knowledge of God, but it's the kind of knowledge of God that is intimate, where you and I have the opportunity to be God's presence in the life of somebody who is suffering and who needs us. This is the major demonstration of Jesus in his life. If you know anything about the life of Jesus at all, you see Jesus not only knowing the scriptures and speaking the scriptures out, at least the scriptures of his time, but you also see Jesus doing what? Living the scriptures. You see Jesus being the word of God. The Bible calls him the word of God. The word was with God in the beginning and the word was God, says John. 
This is what life in the church is all about. And Paul is exhorting his friends in the church and letting them know that they are an integral part of the knowledge of God that is intimate and that gets involved in each other's lives. You see here, we are really careful not to simply say hello to each other on Sunday morning and walk away and not be involved in each other's lives until the following Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Here, we're very careful to be involved in each other's lives, to get in each other's business every single week when God is calling us to reach out with his love, to serve, and to care about someone who needs us. That's a part of who we are. Paul goes on and talks a little further about the idea of reminding us constantly that the grace of God has allowed him to serve Christ Jesus. And the implication of that is simply this, that you and I, by knowing God personally and corporately in a big family like this that we are, knowing each other and knowing God means that we're going to be involved in each other's lives. It means that we're going to be the presence of God in the life of somebody who needs us. And for Paul, as an apostle and what he would call a priest, that is being the family of God. That is what Paul would call serving Jesus. Now, kids, have you ever thought about it that way? We talk about Jesus all the time here, don't we? Kids, are you listening? Have you ever thought about what it's like to serve Jesus? Did you know that serving Jesus means serving each other in Jesus' name? Did you know that that's what that means? So anytime you do something to help or to serve your mom, your dad, your teacher, your brother, your sister, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, even people that God brings into your life who are friendly to you and kind to you, anytime you take the opportunity to do something nice for them, to serve them, the Bible says that you are serving in Jesus' name. And that's pretty amazing and pretty powerful, isn't it? Here's the way Jesus taught this idea to his followers and to his friends. He put it very simply to them this way. He told a story about the end of times and said, then the king will speak to those on his right. He will say, my father has blessed you. Come and take what is yours. It is the kingdom prepared for you since the world was created. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you gave them to me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Those people were curious about this idea because they had not done any of those things yet. But here's what Jesus taught them. Then the people who have done what is right will answer him. Lord, they will ask, when did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in? When did we see you needing clothes and give them to you? Or when did we see you sick and in prison and go and visit you? And then Jesus will respond in this way. What I'm about to tell you is true. Verily, verily, the old scripture says, or amen and amen. What I'm about to tell you is true. Anything you did for one of the least important of these brothers and sisters of mine, what does the Bible say there? You did for me. Kids, can you say that with me right now? You did for me. Let's say it a little louder so I can hear your voice. Ready? You 
did for me. So whatever you did for the least of these kids, ready? You did for me. So if you ever want to know what it's like to serve Jesus, to love him, to follow him, and to be with him in life, it is to serve others in his name. You know, the last time I got to sit with somebody who was in desperate need of help from God, the word of God shared with them in a quick prayer was all they needed to feel that God was with them in presence. That's why we practice 20-second prayers here every week. That's why we speak to each other for 10 minutes before we ever get into a study of the word here. The idea is that we practice those skills to be able to encourage and lift one another up. But the best part of all is that God gives us the opportunity, and listen carefully to this, God gives us the opportunity to be him to someone else in need all the time. Think about all the stuff our fellowship has gone through in the last few weeks. It's been a lot, hasn't it? Many of our families have been affected. Many of our lives have changed. And God has given us the opportunity to serve him in the lives of those people in everyday circumstances. So this is probably the coolest part to me, the very end of this passage, where Paul talks about the idea of being a priest. Do you guys know what a priest is? If you grew up Catholic in the room, raise your hand. What was a priest when you grew up? What do you think a priest is now? It's a person who does what? Preaches. What else? Maybe speaks on behalf of God, right? Maybe you hear the word of God from a priest. Did you know that the entire church is made up of what are called the priesthood of all believers? Did you know that? What Paul is saying to us here is that he was given the role of priest to go and preach and minister to and serve people who need to hear from God, people who need to be healed of sin and brought into his kingdom. And he gives that same work to you and to me. If you believe in Jesus today, if you trust in Jesus in your heart, if you believe that he died for you on the cross and three days later did what? Rose again from the dead for you and for all your brothers and sisters who are seated here and all your brothers and sisters you worship with all over the world right now today. If you believe that to be true, then God has called you into the priesthood of believers. He makes you able to serve him by serving other people. And that's if you're a very small person or a very big person or any manner of people in between. He gives us a place to serve and that place is in every single life that God brings across our path, the people we know intimately. Now, you may meet some people in your life that you never see again. You may never have the opportunity to serve them. That's okay, because God is still at work in their life, still patient, still sharing the good news of Jesus in some other way. But there are people who God has brought into your life intimately, closely, friends that you know, people you work with, people you have in your home, where you live. Those are people that God has called you to serve Jesus with 
Think about that. The cold cup of water during thirst. The food when hungry. The visiting during times of imprisonment and confinement. The times of sickness when we care for each other. Think about that. We experience those things at home, don't we? Especially when the kids go to time out. It's like kiddie prison, isn't it? We are called to be Jesus in their lives and to show them what that means so they can grow up and be Jesus in the lives of others. Well, with the school year starting, what I thought we would do as we get into the blessing of the backpacks in a couple of minutes, in a couple of minutes, is remember the words of this psalm. Whenever we see someone on the playground or see someone in the classroom or see someone in our bedroom at home or see someone in our workplace who needs to hear from God, we remember that they will hear from God through not the next person down, but through who? Through me, through you. And remember the words of this psalm when you encounter them. I will thank the Lord at all times. My lips will always praise him. I will find my glory in knowing the Lord. Let those who are hurting hear me and be what? Joyful, even in pain. Join me in giving glory to the Lord. Let us honor him how? Not separately, but what? Together. So when we do the blessing of the backpacks in a couple minutes, and guys, I know this is corny and cheesy, but hey, corny works. I've got a little tag that I'd like to give the kids as we do the blessing. Heather does a blessing in a few minutes. On one side is a printout of this psalm so that if the kids decide to put this tag anywhere outside or inside their backpack and take it with them, they've got the word of God here to remind them who they are and to remind them that God is with them and to remind them that God is using them even though they may not feel like it. And if they need a little extra inspiration... They've got our friend Jesus on the backside. So when we do the blessing of the backpacks in just a few minutes, I'm going to invite all the kids to come up. Kids, are you watching and you listening? I'd like to invite all the kids to come up and grab one of these to take for your backpacks. Can you do that for me and take that with you? Awesome. We're going to put that right out front here as we close. So what I'd like to encourage us to do is to remember. Remember these words and to remember who we are as we go into a new school year. Parents, you will have the opportunity to get to know other parents this year. Parents of kids in your uh, son or daughter's school classroom or grade, you will have the opportunity to build new friendships with them, just like the kids will at school. And you'll also have the opportunity to build relationships with people at work or in the neighborhood. When that happens, take it as a cue from God that you have an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with them, not simply by what you might say, but also by what you might do in the way you serve, in the way you care, in the way your face is presented toward them and your posture is presented in their presence. You are an ambassador of God. You are among the priests of all believers and you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you to carry his good news every single day. So would you bow your heads and pray with me as we close? And let's lift up this next school year and take a couple of minutes to worship in song, and then we're going to do our blessing of the backpacks. Would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you so much for the opportunity to be the hands and feet and face 
of Jesus as we go back to school. There are kids who I know at school and kids I don't know yet at school. There are grown-ups I know and those I don't. But I know that you've brought every single one of them into my life for a reason, for a purpose. For just such a time as this, so that I may be with them and show them what it's like to follow and worship and trust in a God who loves me and who gave everything for me. God, as we go into the school year, we pray that you will go before us and that you will hear the prayers and the blessings that we're getting ready to do over these backpacks and the students who will carry them and the teachers who will oversee the students who will carry them and the parents who will wrap them all up in prayer. In your name we pray and together we say amen and amen.